0: Hey there, Mr. Mellard. Hey, Doug Benson. (laughs) It's Thursday, May 19th, 2022, so you know what that means.
1: It's May 19th? (laughs) What? It's May 19th?
0: (laughs) That's one of the things it means. I guess it has multiple meanings, but (laughs) what I was leading up to is we're making a show because it's a Thursday. Then people can listen to it on Friday, and we do that three times a month.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Just reminding yeah. you and me and uh, the listeners and any new listeners that that's, uh, that's how it works. We've got another great guest today. If it weren't for that one famous general, he could be one of those people that just goes by one name. <laughs> right? Patton. <Yeah. laughs> Patton could be a one. He could be a Madonna or a share. if it wasn't for fucking General Patton.
1: Yeah, always screwing things up.
0: Oh my god, that guy's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk to Pat Moswell all about uh, all of his name, including I don't think I know what his middle name is. But Ooh, I have a guess. Yeah. Do you have a guess? Oh, no clue. Let's each guess. This could be a new recurring feature. Let's each guess what we think the person's middle name <laughs> is. It's yeah. Crazy if one of us got it right. I'm gonna guess Walter.
1: I will say Ezekiel.
0: (laughs) Oh, no way. (laughs) There's no way. If
1: I I get it, though, that's going to be huge.
0: Right. I'm not even going to write it down, though, because I will remember that you said Ezekiel. (laughs) If he says Ezekiel. All right, (laughs) let's go to work. (laughs) <laughs> gorgeous hello pat and oswald
2: hello doug benson hello doug millard hey dude
0: <laughs>
2: Did anyone ever say hello dougs millard and benson
0: that has not oh, happened geez. yet
2: doesn't millard and benson sounds like a high-end like uh luggage uh store <laughs> <laughs> Spoke luggage. but like where the suitcases are literally like you buy the suitcase so that you can show off that you have it, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, wait, I think there's yeah. like Murphy and Johnston. Like that could.
2: Yeah. Millard and Benson. That sounds really nice. That that <laughs> rolls really nicely. I'm saying. If you're gonna do a- just, spoke
0: podcast, you know, people are going to think that we're not alphabetical because, uh you know, Doug has some, something on me or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like that. That would roll really nicely into like, um, uh, a hip hop rhyme, where they're like, you know <laughs> I, I ain't no wishy washy, standing on the fence and rolling downtown with my Belad and Benson, like whatever it is, in, with e- luggage or pot or something bespoke, sounds really good."
0: Well, the bottom line is, we have the new theme song for next year. <laughs> uh, we'll put a little beat under that and uh, get rid of the heavy metal because I think I think raps uh, gonna make a comeback. Um, so? Yeah,
2: somehow and make it.
0: somebody's gonna turn the rap game back on Mm -hmm. um all right well thank you for being here and uh can you disclose your location
2: uh i'm well i'm currently speaking to you from chicago illinois but i will not say what hotel
0: yeah that's fair (laughs) give us the room number though just in case somebody gets lucky and finds the hotel oh you know what Um, that'll actually
2: be kind of fun i'm in room this will be like a a little fun scavenger hunt um (laughs) i'm in room uh five two four and i'm not lying i'm in five two four let's see if the phone rings while i'm sitting here
0: (laughs) oh my god can you imagine then calling the person in for stalking and then being like i'm not stalking i'm on a scavenger hunt (laughs) (laughs) i'm a winner yeah um So, uh, but you've got gigs this weekend elsewhere that aren't in Chicago, right?
2: Yes. Tonight, I'm doing a screening of a movie that I shot last year. It's part of the Chicago Film Critics uh, Festival. And then uh, Saturday morning, I go to uh, Grand Rapids. And then from there, I go to Madison.
0: Yeah, I figured there had to be a reason other than just Chicago is Awesome for stopping off there on your way to those other places. And uh, the, the movie is, is it I Love You, Daddy? It's called I Love You, Dad. Uh, no,
2: it's called <laughs> I Love My Dad. I Love You, Daddy is a different film.
1: Um, <laughs> from, you know,
0: uh, I don't. I'm so, it's, I'm so confused by all the, the dad love titles. And Don't get um, me started about P.S. I Love You. Is that to a dad? <laughs>
2: Uh, No, that no, that is that's not to a dad. Actually,
0: that's to a dead husband, right?
2: I believe I thought it was. Yes. Oh my God, that is to a dead. It's a it's a it's a husband who's died who leaves a note for his his widow. Yes. Yeah. And
0: Gerard Gerard Butler.
2: Gerard Butler and what's her name?
0: Hilary Swank.
2: Two comedy greats.
0: Yes. <laughs> One of the all-time great romantic comedies because he <laughs> dies immediately.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. He dies immediately. And then you have the bubbly, manic charm of uh, Hilary Swank.
0: It turns into um, sister, you know, motherhood of the traveling pants because it's a bunch of middle-aged ladies hanging out together trying to help her get her groove back. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Kathy, Kathy Bates is up in there. Is she? Oh and, yeah.
1: And wait, Patton, this is what you're promoting? Um
2: well I'm promoting the women. Wait, wait minute. I'm sorry, PS I Love You. No, I'm not promoting PS I Love You. I'm <laughs> promoting I Love My Dad and then these when does this when does this podcast drop?
0: It'll be out tonight. So like oh. uh, the screening will have happened and all of Chicago will be talking about Chicagoland will be ablaze with roaring reviews. I'll be um, there tomorrow. Um, yeah, a guy wrote to me on Twitter today. I just asked randomly, you know, on the Douglas Movies account, uh, you know, what movie you're going to go see uh, today? And uh, the guy wrote, "I'm I'm going to see I Love You, Dad tonight." And I was like, "This guy is a liar. That movie isn't out." <laughs> <laughs> But that, up, So he's going right? to be at the screening He's going to act extra familiar with you So just beware
2: Lovely. Well luckily the screening is at the Music Box Which is one of my favorite theaters uh, So I can look forward to that That'll be really fun
0: That's a beautiful oh. establishment That I've only seen one movie in Which one? I cannot wait to tell you
2: Oh Because <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen one movie in it too And I can remember it very vividly
0: Oh, okay. Uh, my one movie I saw there was Passenger 57. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Were yeah. you working a weekend at, like, Zanies or something?
0: Yeah, it was a matinee, and it was, like, pre zanies even. It was when they had an improv there that was very, very busy. No kidding. Uh, yeah, I saw Passenger 57 one day with a... Uh, a very black crowd. So it was extra entertaining for me to be a little white boy sitting there listening to all the people tell all the uh, characters how dumb they are. Yeah. And and is as is the tradition in black cinema, you root for the bad guy. Uh, so the bad guy's the oh, super white guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so people like had his back more than Wesley Snipes. It was crazy. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. I just uh,
2: remembered... I remember even before I saw the movie, I remember Janine's joke about it. Uh, Janine Garofalo, she you know, could die hard on a plane, but it's like, how many um, hiding places can the poor guy have? And one of her jokes was like, he pops out of the bathroom and shoots a guy and goes, occupied. Like everything has like a little catchphrase to it, which I thought was <laughs> delightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Doug, what was the uh, what was the famous catchphrase of that movie that was in the trailer?
0: Oh, I mean, it's the dumbest. It's such a great, dumb catchphrase because people love to say it when they're gambling. And it's like, you're insane. That does not it's not a real rule because yeah, uh, he says always bet on black, <laughs> <laughs> which is says, amazing. You know, it's an amazing thing to say in a movie like that. But it's yeah. people people take it to the to the roulette table and they're just dumb.
2: Yeah. And, and he phrases it like, you know what they say in gambling always bet on black. It'll be so cool if he did that, and one of the other guys was that's actually not a... No, you're not... You just... You kind of watch the table and see how the... You don't actually just go in and bet on black. That, you know that's wrong, right? That would yeah. be hilarious.
0: <laughs> you know what they say in gambling. Sometimes the greens come up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was weird because that was during that time when Wesley was really blowing up as an action star, so he had... Passenger 57, but he also had murder at 1600. Um, and that had a great catchphrase where he yeah. said, there's been a murder at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, an address that changes all the rules. And um, I think Barrent and Tompkins did a thing
0: where they played. Well, no, that was me. That was me.
2: Oh, that was you. Yeah. And the operator on the other end going, oh, I'm sorry, what, is there a rule change? Cause I didn't hear like, what, how yeah, do, this whole what just
0: discussion it? about how, when there's a murder at the white house w- rules are changed, but like what rules and why? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? What are you talking? Why is there, why is there suddenly a bunch of new rules this is Bill Maher didn't write this did he? <laughs> 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 um, all right. Well, speaking of movies. Oh, what was your one movie at the music box? You don't want to leave people hanging on that one.
2: Speed two. Oh, I got to, well, I got to go see the roadshow version of the Hateful Eight, uh, Tarantino's Hateful Eight. Mm -hmm. And that theater is so, it's like going to see a classic film at the Castro in San Francisco, where when it has an overture and it has an intermission, you really feel like you've done a little bit of time travel, like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of movie I should be watching in this theater. Because it's. Uh,
0: Speaking of overtures, Patton. Mm. They do them so rarely now at Broadway shows that when they do happen, when they do happen, the audience squirms like they're in fucking church. Yeah. Like they cannot handle it. They're like, why isn't it starting? Like they're just sitting there uh, out of their minds and it just is so distracting. It's hard to enjoy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, this is par for the course. People don't act like this is weird.
0: Yeah, this is what this is what they do. It's it's fun and exciting. It's just like how there's no opening credits anymore. It's like it's just a title card for most movies. Yeah, and it's like especially big movies just want to get right into it. Like you're gonna fucking pay all that money and get a seat <clears throat> for Doctor Strange and go. Oh, these credits are too long. I'm out. Refund. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, how, is, how weird is it to watch like? A movie like Jaws, and when they do the end credits, it's literally two screens. That's it. It's like this is before all the unions were like, Hey, we should get credit here. So the end credits and beginning credits of a movie used to be so short. That you yeah. could just say every personnel on it, like boom, there it is. Okay, here we go. We're done.
0: Yeah. And then certain specialty areas started getting more and more, you know, action, but they'd be like in the opening credits, and then at the very end it would just say the end. Like you know, like Edith yeah. Head. You'd always see Edith Head at the beginning because she was such a big costume designer that they had to get her cards.
2: Yeah, get yeah, card. um, yeah. That was also really weird. How um, there was a a time in the '80s when um, every weekend there was a the new slasher film, especially if it was a holiday based slasher film, and they would they would in the trailer and even on the poster sometimes the makeup guy would get the biggest credit of everyone in the film, like. From Tom Savini, like the burning Tom Savini is the biggest name on the poster. Like the guy that did the effects on maniac and Friday the 13th is going to kill some people in this. Would you like to come see what he did with the blood bags and the, um, and, the <laughs> and the latex? Cause it's going to be exciting.
1: I do love blood bags.
2: Yeah, but they would, I think there's a trailer for a movie called the prowler and the main thing of the trailer is from Tom Savini, like, there, someone wrote the movie, someone directed it, but Tom Savini is the guy that's going, hey, you, you psychopaths like this dude, right? Come on, he's done yeah. some more stuff.
0: I mean, you know, our, our first time we got to really lay eyes on him, he had, he, you know, he had his intestines pulled out of his body. So, yeah. like, yeah. you know, he, he has a memorable first impression.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, that stays with you. <laughs>
0: uh, the Internet Movie Database... Mm-hmm. Uh, or database, um, depending on if you're a Star Trek fan or not, I guess. Oh, um, nicely done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they, I typed in patent just for the hell of it, you know, because I'm all about research for a podcast, and... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you I came out.
2: IMDb, I better IMDb my friend that I've known since the '90s. Let's see, <laughs> what, <you know. laughs>
0: Let's see what happens. Um, but so you came out at number three Ooh. for uh, mm-hmm. people people with Patton in your name, or movies or TV shows with Patton. I just put it into the overall search. Okay. But so you came out pretty high, considering like you did. Like you came out above, you know, the movie Patton, which that's really? an achievement. That's an achievement it's in and of itself, I think. Um, but who do you think were number one and two of uh, people with, with the name Patton?
2: Well, I, I know that uh, Paula Patton must have beat me.
0: Yeah, Paula Patton's number two. But then number one, this kind of surprised me, he must be in something that's currently popular because that's how IMDb works.
2: Oh, okay. Who? Yeah. Because when I type P A T T, Robert Pattinson comes up first. But if there's a Patton, wait a minute. Is it Sean Patton?
0: No. When I look today, because also it's always changing. But when I look today, it was Will Patton.
2: Oh my God! What? Yeah, that—that's how I'm. Sometimes he must be in something that's coming out.
0: Yeah. Must be some reason people are typing his name into this search.
2: Will Patton's always been great. Yeah, he's been such a great actor. I've—I've I've loved him since No Way Out and Desperately Seeking Susan. He's just always made the weirdest choices. He's great.
0: Yeah. He hasn't really gone like the typical uh, route. Plus he also is one of those actors that somehow has avoided like you'd ever see him on talk shows.
2: Yeah. Cause I just don't, I think he's just also, I think he's one of those guys that is constantly working. I think he just likes to work <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it feels like the promo stuff. And he's like, I don't want to, who cares? Let me just go and make another
0: movie. Yeah, I think so. I think he's a really consummate actor, as they like to say, even though to me it sounds like he just jizzed on something.
2: (laughs) His delivery of the line in Armageddon, what are you doing with a gun in space?
0: Because he says it so
2: serious, which makes it so funny, because he's so deadly serious about his question. What are you doing with a gun in space?
0: Yeah. It's so funny, too. Like, if people can't remember exactly who said that line, like, that's part of the thing about him is he's always. Yeah. Uh, I always recognize him, I feel like. But he is like one of those character actors. Like, he's like uh, sort of like Steve Zahn. Yep. Uh, You know, dare I say Gary Sinise, maybe? I don't know. But like these guys that like. You know, they're just not in one of those movies that's, like, so indelible. You're right. In the case of Armageddon, like, that thing is just so full of uh, no- known faces, you know? Oh,
1: yeah.
2: So huge. It's just that was so massive.
0: Oh, but, but you yeah, know what's so- doing it for him right now, I bet? What? Is that he's, uh, he's in uh, Yellowstone.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, he's in freaking Yellowstone.
2: Yeah, so everyone's mom and dad have made him huge.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they're like in mid season right now. I mean, this this crazy resurgence of these westerns cuz now they're making a, another one with Harrison Ford. It's yeah, another 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 spin-off of Yellowstone like just you know, I mean the the west was pretty big, so I guess you could just put in a different spot, a different year. <laughs> oh, well, wait a
2: minute. The you, well, the one with Harrison Ford and also Helen Mirren is a prequel, right?
0: Probably, yeah, because yeah. the one with Sam yeah, Elliott's a so. prequel to the one with Kevin Costner.
2: But the Kevin Costner one takes place in present day, does it not?
0: I think it might. I, think I don't it does. think. I'm not sure. That's Wait, a great question. Is
1: Harrison Ford playing a young Kevin Costner? <laughs>
0: No, it's different <laughs> generations. of, <Yeah>. of
1: <laughs> he's, he's going to play Kevin Costner's character in middle
2: school. Yeah. Amazing CGI on him.
0: It's like it's like different generations of uh, unlikely movie tough guys.
2: Yeah. Well, Kevin Costner is. By the way, speaking of Kevin Costner, um, you know Will Will Patton was the big villain in the Postman, and was great in that. They have that huge fight at the end. He and
0: I just like hearing that you think something is great in the Postman.
2: <laughs> Look, the po- I know the Post. I saw that the day it came out. I saw it with it was me, Greg Proops, and Brian Hossein all went <laughs> together just to sit there and make fun of it. Like we couldn't believe what we were seeing. But there are, sadly enough, it's one of those badly made science fiction movies where a lot of the shit in it is sort of coming true, which feels uncomfortable in a lot of ways. The, the idea of people building compounds and seceding and trying to build their own weird societies out in the out in the mountains and stuff like that right. is sort of happening in a fucked up way.
1: I don't know what America you're living in.
0: <laughs> yeah, we used to get it. like sit and we could watch with our popcorn or laps uh, post apocalyptic movies like with a real like this is fantasy kind yeah. of uh, attitude. And now you watch, you know, now these things, I, I, ho- I hope they make less of them these days. I, I know yeah. there's people out there that wanna be more, even more scared by what's going on, but I'm fine <laughs> at the level, the threat level that I'm living now, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I don't need to pay money to, to feel um, despondent and nihilistic. It, it's a little weird. But I wonder if, because America does feel like it's coming apart, is there comfort in watching a show like Yellowstone Which is about people that, even though there's a lot of soap opera um, intrigue and backstabbing and stuff, um, it's still about people who are rugged and can live off the land on their own. Like there's some, there must be something weirdly comforting about that.
0: Well, yeah. I'll tell you what's comforting about it is that these people's survival rates are incredible for the time period. Like, yeah. Uh, that there's whole families like Little House in the Prairie like there's a whole family and they're all alive through t- 10 seasons of the show come on <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> the no, prairie was have, a little rougher uh, it spot
2: carry anywhere
0: yeah <laughs> You know, and then you watch, like, the Coen Brothers' Ballad of Buster Scruggs, oh, and, like, they find a way to just pick people off, In ev- no matter what the Western scenario is in that yeah. movie, people are going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really, uh, it's brutal. It's really, a, 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 I think Thanos may have produced it.
2: That's, the- <laughs> That's what was so what was so tragic about Kevin Costner, even though he's, he had a, he's had a huge resurgence because of Yellowstone. But... Waterworld and Postman kind of put him in movie jail. So when he released Open Range, which is a genuinely brilliant Western movie, nobody went and saw it. And I saw it in the theater and I couldn't believe how good it was. And I was like, oh, he he's the boy who's cried bad movies so often that now that he's put out a good movie, no one, everyone's like, well, this must suck too. And it didn't. It's a- Well,
0: you know, uh, but like, uh, you know, that was part of the problem is his big Oscar movie, Dances with Wolves, you know, when, when he won director and best picture, mm-hmm. um, like became dated like, you know, before it left cinemas. Like yeah. it was like <laughs> it was like people were immediately over it and yeah. immediately like, oh, dances with, what What kind of cultural appropriation bullshit is this? And uh, it's sort of, rem- that movie's sort of in kind of movie jail. It's like, you, you know, you're talking about Best Picture winners that don't deserve to be there. You're like it's right in line right after Crash, probably. But,
2: but that, <laughs> one
0: me,
2: that one for me, it, it's not only is it right in line behind Crash but it's also it lost Best Movie and Director to Goodfellas. Which,
0: <laughs> right, which right. Goodfellas,
2: which is literally part of our vernacular now in terms of slang, in terms of explaining things in a way like, oh, they just did him like Madison Cawthorn just got taken out by the Republican Party. They took him out. And almost everyone that was writing about it politically was like, this is like they Joe pesci him in Goodfellas. He was costing them too much money and they took him and whacked him like that's they literally the the, the campaign that unseated him was run by the Republicans. So, so, like that is now part of our and dance with wolves. No one brings that up anywhere.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a terrible. Uh, the whole thing is 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 rough. Like, uh, like you know, they the the main Indian lady is played by uh, you know a lovely actress, but she's like a white lady.
2: Well, she was a <laughs> white girl that was captured. Oh right. Raised by them. But again, there's still that <laughs> still that weird white savior thing of like thank yeah. God white guy. why
0: is
1: yeah.
0: Why is that the story to tell? Like when they made that Steven Biko movie with Denzel Washington, Stephen Biko was a supporting character, yes. and the white guy played by Kevin Klein was the hero of the movie. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just crazy. Like, uh,
2: yeah, I, I forgot. There was that weird spate of um, uh, white high school principal movies. There was one with Jim Belushi, and there was one with um, <laughs> um, Tom Berenger, who go- and then was also the one with um, Michelle Bader, oh, yeah. the yeah. educator that goes, and there was a black writer, I forgot who wrote this, but he basically called them and goes, these are modern Tarzan movies for white supremacists. These are, well, if we could just get a white guy in there to tame Africa, but like they just they you you can't do that anymore because it's so blatant. So they change it to what? Don't you care about our educational system? Like it's so evil what they do, how they sneak it in.
1: Man, this got way deep.
0: No, I mean, not, <laughs> that, that's, uh, I'm like we I, went I'm sure of of,
1: 67 of this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of, like, liberals going, patting themselves on the back going, isn't it wonderful what we're, we're showing? Them? It's like, no, you're we're not right. looking at it from your perspective here. Yeah. And African American <laughs> watching this is beyond insulted right now. And they're even more insulted that you're going, you're you're welcome. You know what? You're, you're welcome. I, I did a pretty good job here.
0: Yeah. I'll take a uh, stand and deliver every day. That, everyone uh, was correct in that, right?
2: god that movie was so good yeah <laughs>
0: i mean lou diamond phillips isn't going to turn out to be a white guy right <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh speaking yeah. of cool names like lou diamond phillips oh because is diamond his real middle name or is that his nickname that he just put into his sag name like oh where did like where would that come really,
2: from because it's there's not quotes around diamond
0: because Lou Phillips would not have been the success that Lou Diamond Dude. Phillips is. There's no way. <laughs> <end>. oh, exactly.
2: <laughs> we got to I mean, we, we get Lou Phillips uh, for the Richie <laughs> story.
0: Nobody ever is demanding that Lou Phillips show up for something. <laughs> <laughs> Lou. Hey, Lou. Louis <laughs> Phillips.
1: I wonder if there's a guy uh, in, in SAG that was popular or like around the same time he was starting out. Named Lou oh. Phillips is just so bummed out there. Wow. Another <laughs> Lou taking all the work.
2: And then and what's, um, isn't Lou Diamond Phillips in something right now? He's a lot of these actors, these big stars from the 80s and 90s are now in these really good, like solid, not going to go anywhere anytime soon TV series. Like that has become like a better version of Branson for movie actors or these big um, yeah. you know, limited TV series.
0: Yeah, all a lot of them need older characters and stuff i the last thing i saw lou uh the last place i saw ldp was um (laughs) he was uh a prisoner a a tough guy prisoner in a a, a recurring role when uh andy sandberg was in prison on uh, brooklyn 99
2: oh my lord
0: yeah oh it's terrific he's he the two the two main characters in prison are Lou Diamond Phillips, who's the guy he's scared of mm-hmm. while he's in prison, and then the guy he becomes buddies with is a person who's been put away for being a cannibal. He's in jail for life, but he's really nice guy played by Tim Meadows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh God, Tim Meadows! I, I still think one of the most underrated comedic performances ever is Tim Meadows in Mean Girls. Is one of the funniest. This guy who it's an authority figure with no authority and he's so zen about how absolutely no authority that he has all of his (laughs) scenes make me laugh so hard in that
0: yeah he's great and um you know he's got a pretty uh tim is a we haven't had a tim on the show yet that name i don't know it feels like it might be falling out of favor or something i i don't Oh, Timothy Chalamet. So I guess you got to go full Timothy now.
2: Oh yeah. Well, there's still Tim-
0: Timothy Meadows would have been terrible. That would have been terrible for Tim oh, Meadows. No, no, no. Timothy Meadows. Timothy no. Meadows.
2: <laughs> Timothy Meadows. That doesn't work. Timothy Roth doesn't work. Um, no, none of that works.
0: <laughs> All right. So pat
2: Him. Who's the other one? Oh, Timothy Robbins.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they all, they all go Tim, but they all, they, yeah, they're yeah. All, they all have been around for a minute, so yeah. maybe Timothy is the new way to go. But in the case of Patton, uh, what was that like, just as a, as a first name, to have a name so unique, but also that children could probably latch on to uh, war references?
2: right i mean it's not like it rhymes with like fatten or splatten or anything like that so that that, all that. Um,
0: i mean the rhyme thing fucks most of us so you got you gotta admit yeah. like most most yeah. names you can rhyme something pretty bad
2: exactly my only thing was i hate the name pat um so when i say my name but i don't want to i don't want to ever go Patton. um so when i i'll try to say my name what's your name Patton? pat and then I got to go, no, P-A-T-T-O-N. And then I look like I'm this weird particular guy in which I don't want to be. But I just, the, the name Pat is so dopey. I don't know why I don't like that name. It
0: just. But that's, I think that's like probably reason number one and amongst many, but it's a very big reason why you didn't, you're not a person who spent a lot of time in, in loud nightclubs. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, you know what?
0: Because you're um, constantly having to tell, explain, like, make people figure it out in the situation where it's hard to talk.
2: Yes. I heard there's a great, um, uh, I read, uh, there's some Roger Ebert review where he talks about loud nightclubs are meant for young, good-looking people because you're not going to do a whole lot with your personality or your conversation. So that's when you you the, the loud music and the bright lights are there to help you because you don't have that much to talk about yet. And it's, as you get older, then you want to maybe go to dinner with just one person or be somewhere quiet because you got to use your conversation and your charm to get you through. Uh, and so I was just never, although when I was young, I never liked loud ass nightclubs. I never understood the appeal. It just, it always, um, it always bummed me out.
1: But you're yeah. In now, right? Yeah. <laughs> what?
2: Yes. So in, you in into mouth, it now, right? right? Oh, well, now, are you kidding? That's all I do. Um, <laughs> no, I've never been, like, um, it, nothing was worse to me than you'd be at a comedy club and the staff was like, and we all go hang out afterwards. And, like, you'd be in the back in the kitchen. There's always photos of, like, them as a group screaming at the camera. And I'm like, oh, I know I'm not going to hang out with these guys. Like, I, I love them, but I don't want to, when I'm done with my work, I want to go and be quiet and meditate i don't want to be somewhere with in new sensation blasting in my ear i'm trying to talk to someone i, can't, I just can't do it
0: i really thought you were about to tell us there's a new in excess song
2: <laughs> that would be crazy
0: yeah you heard you you got to hear their new sensation before anybody else mm-hmm. um Okay, so so I, I like that I instinctually never dropped back to calling you Pat. I just always v- referred to you as Patton and had no problem doing so,
2: and I did you the favor of never calling you Douglas
0: <laughs> exactly Yeah. Uh, nice fair exchange, but also just uh it just makes sense because that's like you know I probably saw your name in print a few times before I even met you in person yeah. and uh and that's your name Patton. so. Yeah. What about that goddamn uh, It's Pat sketch on SNL? Well,
2: It's Pat is one of those things that has aged insanely badly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very funny at the time, because now the, only, the one way it's aged well is it's a great document as to how um, straight cis people looked at trans people um, back then. Um, so in a weird way, it's good that we like, oh, that's how things were for trans people back then. But what's kind of interesting is that, I don't know if you watch, there's a show called A Work in Progress, uh, which is about a, um, uh, like, like a woman who kind of, and it's a, this this woman, Abby Mc, Mc, McNanny, who is a, she kind of looks like it's Pat in real life. And um, so she is, and, and Julia Sweeney plays herself in the series taking shit for doing the it's Pat sketches and (laughs) to deal with it. It's really funny where she's like, I did not not think that was going to age as badly as it did. Oh, my God. It's really incredible.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and uh, Julia was so funny as that character. Like it could have just been a a man or a woman and and just who acts that way. (laughs) you know you know like i mean i I, like stefan is this crazy character but i never really think i guess he probably makes jokes about his sexuality but i just you know think he reads pretty obviously but also can be so over the top you know it's uh yeah it's very uh unsettling how poorly things have aged
2: uh yeah but (laughs) in in on the same way in the same sense though I'm glad that things age poorly because then you have a document of how things were. You can and you can. It's actually comforting when you look back and go, as bold and progressive as uh, SNL was in the 70s. They were cool with John Belushi uh, doing a Japanese samurai character, uh-huh. basically doing uh, just another version of Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. All of these woke. So-called hip liberals were laughing at some pretty cringy stuff, and it just shows you how far we've come. And I also really love the fact that we chose a profession that our stuff does not last. It it does <laughs> even if it even if it doesn't get canceled. Nothing is funny forever. There's there was you know they, they don't. There's a reason that they don't have someone dressed up like. Laurel and Hardy or Charlie Chaplin walking around Universal Studios anymore because people don't know who the hell they are. And their stuff just doesn't really hold up the way that we would want it to. And but that's kind of the fun of comedy is you really are creating in the moment. That's what makes it more thrilling to me.
0: It reminds me of how, you know, I've really been hooked lately on old match game and uh, (laughs) the uh, uh, Richard Dawson. Oh, boy was i mean there's a whole lot of things but one thing that he was as a comedian was he was always doing impressions of wc fields and mm-hmm. and laurel and hardy and it was and it was like i remember thinking back at the time that when i was a child in the 70s i wouldn't have gotten what he was doing <laughs> <laughs> and he would just do it all the time he'd always fiddle with his tie like oliver hardy and it was just so yeah. it's so funny to watch now cuz he was also under the guise of being like he was taught to be like the smoothest guy you know he was so cool Mm -hmm. but then he'd do that all the time it's so funny (laughs) i also
2: love what i love is watching um you can see a couple of them on youtube and and it's again it's very fun to watch just for the cringe factor is before he got to host um uh family feud he was like promised a host spot on a game show like he was sick of being a panelist because he was the Breakout star on absolutely TV yeah before uh, Charles Nelson Riley took the throne from him. So I believe in his last season he was so pissed at the network that they were still negotiating his contract that he stopped doing all of his funny stuff. And they would come to him and they would go you know and they uh, did, so she was mad that they didn't rearrange the blank. He would just go chairs and then just sit there and not say anything. And Gene would like try, try to get some banter going with him and he would just go chairs. Just it's chairs is it not chairs okay move on like he was throwing this weird temper tantrum until he got his show and it's so amazing to watch that oh like, wow that was his form of civil disobedience is i'm gonna yeah. stop me entertaining on this game show till i get what i want <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've heard stories. Of, you know, it's unfortunate because it's like to, to watch the show; they all just seem to be having a great time for the most part. But uh, but it's still like it's interesting that behind the scenes there was such uh, acrimony between some of them. But sometimes they'd also just insult each other pretty openly, which is oh yeah also fun. But you know, that, speaking of Richard Dawson, we'll we'll move on in a second. We actually have to take a commercial break. But speaking oh. of speaking of Richard Dawson, the uh, they they would so often the guests would uh, the contestants would pick him for the one-on-one match, like 90% of the time. Oh yeah. Even when somebody else would give them the answer that got him to that spot, they'd still go, I want to go with Richard. Cause he, uh-huh. cause he was pretty good at it too. But like a lot of them also just wanted to kiss him. But the <laughs> when they, when they win, cause every time they win, there's a smooch, but just mm-hmm. so weird to watch uh, even pre Pando. But after Pando, it's like, God damn. So uh, we were such monsters back then. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but yeah. uh, but they they brought into the show. Remember how at one point suddenly the contestant had to spin a wheel to determine who they would super match with? Yes, and that was because that was because Richard they didn't want him to get picked so much, so they did that so that he get picked less often. Oh my god And that was the yeah. beginning of it. That's when he probably started to get really weird with them. And, uh, you yeah. know, eventually he got Family Feud out of it.
2: And then he got Family Feud out of it, which he was fantastic at.
0: Yeah, he was he's a good host of it. It's a, he strangely doesn't hold up well compared to Steve Harvey today, because Steve Harvey, he's just keeping it moving, no bullshit thing. Oh, yeah. really. It really makes me happy. Like, yeah. uh, But one night he did an extended riff that was like a couple minutes long, and we were both, my girlfriend and I, our jaws were dropping because he does not do that very often on wow. the current version of the show. He just moves along, but he had this bit, he, he just like, I, it wasn't even funny. He just kept, kept, you know, going on and on about something. But I'm going on and on, we need to go to a break. Okay. Uh, this hour is whizzing by, uh, but you know, go take a whiz if you need to, we'll be right back. Welding instructor, Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact we are back and we are our bladders are empty (laughs) (laughs) and we are ready to ask a very important question that we ask on this show Patton, would you tell us your middle name please
2: oh god this is even worse <laughs> oh no! My middle name is Peter. Pat. Okay. Patton Peter Oswald.
0: So, did you have a discussion with the, the your parents at some point about the why they went with the alliteration there on the uh, Patton Peter thing?
2: My dad really wanted um, me to be named Patton because all the names in the baby book he didn't like. And then, um, but my mom was like, well, I want to name him after one of my brothers. And then they didn't think of, they just didn't have that sense of aesthetics that you need to go, wait a minute, let's roll these together. I just don't think they thought it through <laughs> as well as they did because Patton Peter is such a goofy, stupid name. <laughs> I mean, it really is.
0: <laughs> they might as well have named you Patent Pending.
2: Yes, why not do a fucking fun <laughs> with it? I mean, if you're not have that much fun, make it a picnic. I mean, I don't know what.
0: To, what oh, thing. Patton picnic, Oswald.
2: Oh, don't even please. <laughs> let's go on. A,
0: let's go on a Patton picnic. Patton um,
1: picnic, Oswald. Oh.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the the good part about the middle name is that you know, no matter how much shame it brings you, it doesn't have to come up often, and, and you get to. You get to set the terms unless you're showing your ID to somebody and then they're just being an asshole if they're taking time out to check your middle name and then try to dunk you for it.
2: I hate my middle name so much that <clears throat> I don't even have it on my credit cards. Like like if I can have a, if I have a choice and they say, what is your uh, credit card number or what is your middle name? And then if, if it's not required, I never put it in. I just I hate that so much. Oh sometimes God. it's required. Sometimes it's not
0: yeah i've got cards that are both uh and in fact all of my names like because like one of my current you know i've got a douglas out there and it's, it's crazy um
2: but like so would your parents call you douglas or
0: no never i mean i i can't i can't even picture it really not even when they're mad because it's just quicker to say doug even when you're mad
2: yeah that's true <laughs> that is true. um yeah, it is you know, it's way quicker
0: yeah, I don't understand the people that people, you know, drag out people's names when they're angry. That's more like they're more, they're more scolding at that point. They're yeah. like, you know, dragging your name out just to just to make you feel bad. Um, but Patton Peter Oswald. Yeah, that's a real it's a real speed bump there on those uh, yeah. those <laughs> those first two. But uh, you know, good number of syllables, I think. <laughs> You know, I think the flow is all right in that sense. But uh, no,
2: fl- I see, I disagree. The flow sounds like the beginning of a nursery rhyme. And that's why I don't like it.
1: And oh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah well, it also sounds like it sounds like you're talking about two people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Too. Is Pat and Peter coming over? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's going on with Pat and Peter?
2: <laughs> Boy, those guys—you you, you should see them together all the time. They're—I don't know what's going on with them.
0: <laughs> um, also interesting, like yeah, your parents really—it sounds like they did a little research into baby names, but not—you know—didn't go go crazy with it. Because I would also think that people would be even more likely to make a mistake than I'm sure you already have to deal with all the time. Of calling you Oswald instead of Oswald. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're already revving, you're revving the piece so hard, Pat and Peter Oswald. <laughs> There's
2: a lot of I do a lot of amending when I when I meet people. There's a lot of asterisks when I meet people for the first time.
0: But I like I cringe when I see Oswald like in print somewhere at a club I'm going to be playing where you're playing because it's like. I don't know. It just, it, it weirds me out, but I, I guess also it, when you know the person uh, that you're already starting from a place of like privilege or something like, yes. you know, how could anybody get this wrong? But it seems like, <laughs> it seems like one that they shouldn't get, get wrong like that. And, you know, it's like, I always drove me crazy with Bobcat gold, you know, when they go gold weight. Oh man. Instead yeah. of gold weight. And I'm just like, really, is it that? But then again, you know, now that I'm getting older, I fuck up names all the time. So yeah. Who am i to judge
2: <clears throat> i wonder how i wonder how far away we are from the age where like movie and tv titles we just sort of start scrambling them in our brain because you know that's coming i mean we're we're still of the age where, like no it's called lord of the rings but we we will eventually get to the age that i think doug uh, or greg barron talked about when his dad was like you've seen that movie go get the rings or like <laughs> everything is just kind of close enough as far as titles are concerned Does that happen to everyone or just some people?
0: Hmm. You want to take that one, Doug?
1: I think with how dumb we're getting with TikTok and everything else, that's (laughs) definitely going to happen to everybody. And probably the younger age, like it's coming sooner than later.
2: Yes. Yes. I I would actually agree with that. (laughs) I think that's coming, unfortunately. God.
0: (laughs) 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 What about... uh... With a name like Patton, do people need to? Does anybody that you're close to or that you went to school with did anybody give you a nickname that stuck for any period of time? Um,
2: <clears throat> no, although I do remember um, Janine Garofalo would always say Patton. She loved to say Patton or <laughs> Patton home She just she loved to stress that second syllable, uh, like she was from Louisiana. And so there were certain people like Tony Kameen and stuff that would say it that way. Yes, Um, I remember that one. But for the most part, I mean, I I mean, I got the from the bullies, I got the like the fatten and stuff like that. But there was nothing that never felt creative to me because that was my first experience with um, oh, wait a minute. I think I might even be more creative than my bullies. Like it, it took the sting away when you're like, well, that was the first thing I thought of. Didn't you think of there's better things you could do. You know what I mean?
0: That is an interesting point. Cause like all the ones I think back on, you know, my replies, you know, you're never gonna like burn them back in a way no. <laughs> that, you know, where everybody suddenly got you on their shoulders, you know. But <laughs> but uh you're not gonna turn into Rudy all of a sudden. But <laughs> But I did. I did always reply with, you know, the same thing I apply to hecklers now, which is just trying, to, trying to answer the question that they're raising, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, or or find out why they're why they're saying that, you know. And, and yeah, if,
2: you, if you try to put logic over their stupidity, it tends to rip them apart pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah, the one the one I got hit with a lot was Benson and Hedges cigarettes, and like cigarettes were popular when I was a kid. Like it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like you know it was you know it wasn't like these kids were like uh ahead of their time and you know knew how bad the cancer was going to be and they shouldn't smoke while pregnant you know uh so it was just the dumbest it's just such a knee-jerk i mean it wasn't even called he- he- you know hedges and benson's called benson and hedges so they just give it to you it's just yeah, right there you like just say it it,
2: it doesn't <laughs> work and, and it also it fails in two eras because like you said in the 70s, it's like, well, yeah, so you're saying I'm a popular thing? And then in the 90s, when Benson and, you know, smoking just kind of went away, and especially like brands like Benson and Hedges, and who the, f- you can't do an insult where the person goes, well, no, what is that? Well, it's a brand of it used to be a brand of cigarettes <laughs> called benson and hedges and so oh, okay like you the, that is, that's such a bad
0: you're thing. right it's true i recently tried to insult somebody by saying go put on your geranimals and nobody knew what i was talking about
2: <laughs> you gotta be you gotta know what's uh what's the latest stores are if you you sling a store that no one knows what you're talking about i feel like in another generation you know kmart is not going to be an insult anymore Oh, gone, and and they'll they won't know what quite what that means,
0: yeah. Just you know, oh, you shop at an abandoned building.
2: (laughs) 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 I love, I love when people know the phraseology of comedy, but not how it's supposed to be used, especially some open micers. I saw, I'll never forget, I was hosting an open mic up in um, Van in Toronto and an open micro went up and he was actually doing pretty well. He wasn't not funny, but at one point he goes, man, the black on black crime is really getting out of hand. Right. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh he had heard the phrase, right? Ladies, but he's like, no, you don't just, you can't just throw that at the end of any fucking joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just a statement still at that point
2: exactly yeah it's just that you haven't made
0: the joke yet it's not even a joke you're just you know, just hoping to get that extra laugh just, for just saying movie. the right comedy words
2: that made me laugh so hard when I heard it it just made me laugh so hard
0: oh every you know I'm going to get serious for a moment every life in, is precious am I right ladies <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah I just that, that kind of stuff I love
0: um, does anybody ever uh, do they enjoy referring to you by names of characters you've played
2: yeah I get a lot of and, and I get I, I'm, I, I've done the, I've been in the kind of things where the titles get messed up a lot so when I was on King of Queens it um, was a lot of like you're on the uh, on the King Kings with Queens kings and queens what's the show kings and like they would like ask Uh a million and i would always just kind of agree yeah kings and queens like i didn't want to go down the whole like well no no actually uh it's called you know i don't want to be that guy um yeah
0: and suddenly you're like suddenly less powerful than them because they're the idiot
2: yeah but you got to go out of your way to be polite i don't want to be an asshole (laughs) (laughs) no yeah (laughs) Uh, and then I also get a lot of, you play Ratatouille and i never, I've never once gone, well, the rat's name is Remy because then I turn into the, the, uh, the doctor's name is Frankenstein. Okay, shut up. So I, I never want to be that. Yeah.
0: yeah oh, but also,
1: I, I want it, you to be they, that.
0: I think they call you Ratatouille though, because, you know, obviously it's the title, but also uh, Remy is like somehow more foreign Yeah, like it's a it's a word people feel weird saying it's like, you know, like it's like if you meet a man named Michelle, it feels weird.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It does. sound Remy does sound more foreign.
0: Yeah. And it's just like harder for people to remember and then think they're saying it right. Whereas Ratatouille, it's been drilled into everybody just by, you know, just by the popularity of it. Like, yeah, I just posted about it on Instagram the other day because uh, I saw some, you know, uh, an old picture I'd taken of some uh, Ratatouille stuff. Oh, and, really? uh, but they still got this rat, that rat's still, uh, still rocking the, uh, you know, his image is uh, pretty much go. all over the place still. Yeah. So Good. so you're, gonna, you're still going to get that from people, unfortunately. Well,
1: especially with everything all at once. Yeah.
2: Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> that one really, uh, I went to a screening. I was like, I could not believe what I was seeing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw the movie before you did, and I was just like, well, there's one part you're really gonna love. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the, but and yeah, so when I was done seeing it, I texted Brad Bird and said, "Dude, go see um, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and don't do any reading about it." Yeah. Which Best is good advice, going.
0: regardless. Even if you're not Brad Bird, right? It's good it's advice one, to one.
2: actually. Like, I mean, it is. It is. That movie has given me so much hope for, like, oh, you know, yeah, movies and theaters still work. It, it, it's you just got to be even more creative and more amazing with what you're doing. That's all you got to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh It's totally doable. Yeah. And you know, and even and if you are like repurposing or rebooting or whatever, like you know, it's still possible to make it interesting not just do the obvious things, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) and, 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 you know, I don't know why some of these titles, I don't know why, why couldn't you just put a couple of famous guys in a movie that's like fast and furious and just stop calling them fast and furious movies. Just, just have a different, something different about it, but still the same cool car crashes
2: yeah if people like car crashes you can do it without although you know they love <laughs> they love the fucking brand recognition and that's how they sell them overseas it's yeah. all about you got to make your money overseas that's why people like stallone and john claude van damme will make movies forever because they can put their face on something and it makes a ton of money
0: yeah just the words fast and furious everybody all over the world knows what that means yeah. so like even if vin diesel really does dip after this 10th one it's still going to be a franchise somehow like uh, they're just they'll just come up with other, you know, uh, I don't know if any of the other actors in, in the movies could have their own movie, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's all about Vin. Um,
1: I, I hope, I hope it's like passed on for generations, like the bond, you know, role. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, don't you feel like Vin? I mean, do you think that Vin is suspicious or he maybe just doesn't perceive that Every every sequel to this franchise has been an attempt to find a way to replace Vin and buy another character that they can spin off. Doesn't it feel that way?
0: Do you like type what you're saying during uh, <laughs> interviews like this? Like <laughs> are was, you are you your own stenographer?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was. You caught me. I was totally answering a text from home about a home emergency, and I was just like,
0: I can't. "Oh, I know it was important because we could, you know, we could hear it." <laughs> we can hear you texting I'm but also so but also you're much better at it than i am that the, the uh because you were doing all the talking while you were texting you didn't do oh, it while we yeah. were talking <laughs> Jesus. so okay. that was uh, that was impressive um well, thanks but for yeah.
1: subscribing the show yeah if you can send it <laughs> we uh, we'll appreciate it
0: yeah we really like to have a copy but is it so everything's okay now
2: everything's fine now oh god damn it (laughs) (laughs) that sounds great
0: everything's fine (sighs) you know us dogs run we run such a tight ship i I understand why you wouldn't want to say hey can we pause a minute there's an emergency at my home
2: (laughs) oh my god i mean it's this show pops 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 guys i can't stop the flow for anything (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's a, that's a funny bit like a guy who's like always being interviewed while also you know doing things you know yeah. his e- everyday things that he has to do uh and try to report constantly yeah i wanted to ask you this i don't know why this popped into my head but do you know tony hawk
2: yes i know tony hawk very because well
0: because because talk about a guy, is, is Hawk a, like a name he picked up along the way somewhere, or is that his real last name?
2: That is his. Have you seen um, Until the Wheels Come Off?
0: I haven't seen it yet. I bet they start with Tony Hawk is his yeah. real name.
2: That's his real name.
0: And he always dared to fly. <laughs> Not unlike his namesake.
2: He had a much crazier childhood than I thought that he had. Um, it's a fascinating documentary as to how he had to kind of build... His world and build his identity. But yeah, I've I've kind of become friends with him. He invited my family and I to go, this is during the right as the pandemic was starting to loosen up, even though we all wore masks. Um, he saw that Alice really liked skateboarding. I, I think I posted a video of her trying to skateboard and he goes, If you guys want to drive down to San Diego for <laughs> a lesson in my warehouse, I'm like, Wow. <laughs> so down we went. Him and um Tony Hawk and um this uh, something armstrong or o'brien this other skater also amazing and the alice was trying to learn how to do verts and stuff and was just incredible and it was i think just, i Tony that's hawk.
0: probably why i thought that you might know tommy hawk because i probably yeah. saw footage of that yeah uh on your uh social or something because uh that is that is so damn cool that is that's oh. like ridiculous. Like, Does she now, is your daughter going to be like, hey, I'm really into this thing. Could you, (laughs) you know, Uh, like I'm really um, into fashion design now. Can you get, uh, you know, what's your name from... Uh, can you get Anna Wintour to yeah. uh, teach me something? <laughs> yeah, She'll, teach. Get, She'll be happy to teach her a lesson, I bet. Oh,
2: Anna Wintour <laughs> is folksy and down home and just wants to hang out with a 13-year-old and teach her how to sell. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was a, that was just such a, a treat. And also just to, you know, there was a weird parallel in the, oh, I never quite fit growing up and I had to kind of create something, create a world that I fit into. I mean, It wasn't that I was such an outcast, but it was like, if I'm going to be honest, I really just want to do stand-up, you know, and I, right up until I started stand-up, I was like, maybe I'll be a writer, maybe I'll do this. The minute I started doing open mics, I'm like, this is kind of all I want to do. And there was a lot of, like, having to not lie to people, but just go, oh, yeah, I do I do sets at night, and I'm still trying to be a writer, and maybe I'll get a day job. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I will burn everything down if I can just be a comedian. I don't care about anything else. This is all I want to do, you know. And then you did. Yeah. Yeah. and. It, it's weird when you when you reach that realization and, and realize that a lot of people just don't think that way about the creative arts where there's always some kind of backup or there's always they're hedging their bets. And I was like, I don't want to hedge my bets. This is all I want to do, even if it means like, yeah. I can live with five people and and, you know, shop at um, Aldi and uh, uh, Goodwill for the rest of my life. As long as I can be doing stand up, I'm fine.
0: Yeah. You're like Cameron will always be there for me.
2: <laughs> Cameron <laughs> will give me rides.
0: <laughs> but yeah. i mean his last name is his real last name is hawk and he flies through the sky
2: hey you know guy, it's a bird name he's up there that's, and he flies around that's insane that's hey, so know, crazy that, the way god thinks sometimes uh, you know, it makes you shit you know when you think about it <laughs> when you think about the, the the when you think about eternity hey, it make you shit you know <laughs>
1: I, I did just now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> a little bit. A little
0: bit. <laughs> well, if you didn't, you know, use up your last favor by bringing your daughter to his warehouse to be taught a lesson. Um, we would, we would love to have him on this show. Oh, okay. I'll ask- You're not, don't, don't, I know you, you always are very nice about this, this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, uh, and so I appreciate that, but you know, you don't have to commit to it uh, now.
2: One of the most chill Zen human beings on the planet. So absolutely,
0: yeah. But then he then he'd have to talk to us though.
2: <laughs> well, <I'll, that'll laughs> um, part of my work. I'll give you know, By the way, the maybe
0: maybe he has an embarrassing middle name, and he'll just hang up on us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to ask for skating lessons. I was like, my ankles don't don't go well.
0: Yeah, he's like, my middle name is Armadillo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my middle name is Tortoise.
0: <laughs> I'm just a rude Armadillo hawk. Um, Pat Oswalt, what a delight. What do you got? Uh, we talked about your gigs this weekend. Is there anything else uh, uh, that you'd like to plug?
2: I mean, I've got shows coming up. You can go to Patton Oswald.com in june i'll be everywhere i'll be in lincoln nebraska i'll be in austin texas i'll be uh up in um i'll be out in montclair new jersey um i think both the austin shows are sold out but there are tickets left for the other one so and i'll be at um i'll be hosting a gala at just for laughs in july so come and see me
0: yes and uh you know look at his socials and watch him uh (laughs) Watch him find incredible mentors for his child.
2: Yes. No. <laughs> that's that's going to be my next project is mentor my daughter.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and why are not you.
2: In, in a way that I get free swag.
0: Yeah. You should, you know, be, you turn into King Pat and see if she's got some sort of, uh, you know, huge sports career locked in there somewhere. Oh, dear God. I would never do that. Oh, God.
2: No. And, and I, that's why also I don't want to be the I don't want to be the, the jock version of the nerd dad, which I do see a lot amongst nerd dads, which is like, you're going to like all the realms that I like. You're going to be into Star Wars. You're going to be into Marvel. It's like, show them Star Wars. But if they're not into it, don't keep shoving it down their throat.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah
1: but, but is she? <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's not into Star Wars, no. But she there's a couple of um, uh, Marvel things she likes, but nice. she's not like, oh, I want comic books all the time. She yeah. likes she likes playing basketball. She likes skateboarding. Um, you know, stuff like that. So she's trust me, she has her own interests.
0: All right. Well, who can we find in the world of basketball that, to uh, <laughs> thing for <laughs> Yeah, LeBron James. What have you got to plug, Doug? Uh
1: every first Thursday of the month here in Austin, Texas, I've got a monthly show with my pal Mike Weeby. Uh, it's loosely comic book themed called Excelsior. Oh. It's at Buzz Mill East at 8 p.m. every first Thursday. Next one's June 2nd. And then June 9th, I will be in Richmond, Virginia, at the Richmond Film Festival as nice. part of a screening for our movie, The Disappearance of Toby Blackwood. And that will be at 10 o'clock Thursday, June 9th, at the Bowtie Movie Theater. Yeah, come on and check it out. Bowtie
2: bow Cinemas, that's a big chain in Virginia. <laughs>
1: there you go. I will not be wearing a bow tie.
0: No. Uh, um,
2: you, I'll doug, just, what do you, what, do you, what 900 podcasts are you doing right now
0: oh my god there's so so many of them that you can learn about all of it over at uh the flagship com. there you go sign up for the wide world of doug's twitter it's spelled wide world zero dougs because that's the best i could get um but <laughs> sign up for that doug Doug loves movies on Twitter. Spelled out uh, Doug Benson on Twitter. Doug Mellard on Twitter. Patton, you just Patton Oswald on Twitter, right?
2: Patton Oswald, easy to yeah. find.
0: Yeah, keep it easy. That's what I tell people with their Twitter names, but they won't listen. Keep um, you never do. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Patton.
1: Yeah, you're man. Good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having yeah. me on, guys.
2: I will talk to you soon.
0: All right. Thanks, buddy.
2: All right, man. I'm gonna. I'm, I just hit leave, right? I'm good.
0: Yeah, you're totally good. You just leave. All right.
2: Okay, I'm going to leave. Bye!
0: Okay, bye. (laughs) All right. So now let's talk about him. We've never had this opportunity to just (laughs) immediately talk about him. But did you come up with any names for this episode, Doug? Ooh. I thought of one. Uh, Doug Atui? That's the one. (laughs) As always, Doug Atui! E-I-O-G-O-G-O-S.
1: Got it.